0: Hey, before we jump into this podcast episode, I did want to tell you about a special deal that I've been working on for you. I've been getting all sorts of DMs and requests about wondering when I'm going to open the doors to Teacher Hustle University again to my membership so that people can join and start working on building their business and really bringing in that steady income while they have the time. And because I think a lot of teachers have realized the importance of having multiple streams of income, especially in times like these, so that your income is coming from lots of different places and that if one is not working out, then another one is a potential source of income for you. So it's really important for us to look at an online business because it can really help boost our overall income. So I know you all, your energy is up, you are on, you are ready to work on your businesses. But as you know, I am getting ready to have a baby. So I am not going to be doing any kind of a big launch doors zone open soon but i thought that for the people who are already listening to me who we've already sort of met and we've been talking that i would extend a deal during this time so you can go to the link in the show notes right now and just use the code covid19 and you're going to get this special deal that i'm only offering to people who i'm already connected with because i know that you've kind of been waiting for the doors to open we already know each other you know what to expect from teacher house university and what to expect from me as a coach Uh, so you can go in and join right now. I'm just having sort of like a quiet, flash open and you can get half off your first month. I have also made it so that you can cancel at any time. So that means that you can go into teacher hustle university. This is like a no-brainer for $18.50 right now and get started on your business and then we hope that you will continue to stay and want to get that coaching and that content and that training to help you build your business. So that was my quick little deal secret and uh the girls that are in today's podcast are actually going to be guest bonus masterclass teachers while I am uh, having the baby. So they're going to put a bonus masterclass in the group for you during the time that I'm out so that you can learn from them. So if you like this podcast, come on over to the crew and watch their bonus masterclass where they give more tips on pitching yourself for collaborations and virtual summits. All right, don't forget, that's COVID-19 for half off your first month, and I'll put the link in the show notes. Enjoy the episode. I have a special treat for you today on the podcast. I've invited my friends Danielle and Nicole from Everything Education on the podcast to talk to us all about virtual summits. The girls host their own virtual summit called the Total Teacher Summit. It is the most organized, professional, put-together, well-thought-out virtual summit I have ever attended. So I wanted to get them on the podcast to talk to you about kind of what goes into that, what the business side of things looks like, but also, I know many of you have thought about now that you are establishing yourselves as thought leaders, how can you show up for something like an online PD or a virtual summit as a presenter or a speaker? What do you need to do in order to get ready? How should you sort of pitch yourself to someone who's putting something like this on, how do you decide when you are expert enough to go on and talk to other teachers about your topic of choice? Danielle and Nicole make all of this very easy and give us these answers in today's podcast. Plus what I love about them is they are teacher besties and they make us feel like we are part of their bestie relationship too. You are just going to love them and everything they have to say. So sit back and enjoy. How can we, as creative educators and entrepreneurs, find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by, and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced? Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. Okay, so welcome to the podcast to the girls from everything education. I was lucky enough to be on their podcast, uh, probably a couple of months ago at this point. um, And they are repaying me the favor by coming onto the Teacher Hustle podcast to talk to all of you. So girls, could you introduce yourselves? Tell us a little bit about your business and your journey. Some may already be familiar with you, but some may not. Uh, So let us know kind of where you're coming from.
1: Definitely. Yeah. So thank you for that intro. We were so lucky to have you on our podcast way back when and... uh, be on yours and to speak to your audience. So thank you for this opportunity. Um, as far as our story, you know Danielle, I was thinking about this. Danielle, have we known each other five or six years?
2: Yeah, we've known each other five years. Yeah. Nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going through it in my head. I was like, how do we describe how we know each other? So yeah, Danielle and I met at our mutual high school in New Jersey. We were both high school teachers. I am a high school Spanish teacher. Danielle is a high school English teacher, and we became fast friends.
2: Wouldn't you, yes. say yeah? <laughs> um, when I started working at the school, yes, I teach um, English, like literature, like you would assume that most high school English teachers do. But I also have a background in ESL. So I was teaching some ESL classes as well. And that high school has a partnership with a school over in China. So every year they send a small contingent of teachers over to the school to get acquainted with the incoming students. So that way they feel a little bit more comfortable leaving their homes. We help them pick out their schedules for the coming year, things like that. So I had worked at the school for two months, I think. I didn't exactly know Nicole's name yet. Nicole was going on the trip. I was invited on the trip because I was working with this population. And she approached me in the library and was like, you're going, right? We're going to (laughs) go. You become really good friends with a person like that.
0: (laughs) Sure you do. That's an awesome opportunity. So how did it turn into a business then?
1: (laughs) Yeah. When you're across the world with someone on a new continent and you're geeking out over like Pedagogy and best practices—you know that you have something. So
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> we really leaned into that, and you know, I—I I agree, Danielle. It was definitely early on in your uh, experience at the school, and to be fair, you're pretty bad with names.
2: <laughs> that is definitely true, one hundred percent. And when we were on that trip, we definitely became friends, and we realized that we. We're the kind of people that we identify with. And that's part of what we love about the business that we've worked to create, right? We are looking to serve that person who can't get enough of talking all feature. And Nicole was one of the um, key players in planning the internal PD at our school. And even though I was new, I was asked if I would present and because Nicole was running it, I decided to do so. And from that point on, as long as she was at the school, we had worked together on professional development and we said, "We want to to do this. We want right. to speak to our people and too often the PD that we were exposed to wasn't great." <laughs> yep. There were just things about it that we wished we could change but we also didn't want to leave our classroom jobs because we think that really informs the kind of PD that people should go to.
0: Sure. So how did virtual summits start? Tell me a little bit about that. Now we're all kind of used to working online now, but you were doing virtual summits before we took our learning and our teaching online. So tell us a little bit about a summit, how that works and what your role is in putting those together
1: yeah so you know in in regards to kind of like that school sanctioned PD, that after school PD that Danielle and I were sort of, you know, I guess you could say growing tired of or just starting to recognize the flaws there and wanting to come up with our own and creating something that we were personally really proud of at our school, and then kind of having these mm-hmm. conversations offline, if you will, we started to recognize that you know, it doesn't always fit exactly what you need. Um, we were really searching for that solution. We find that so often, that kind of, I'm using this term again, that school sanctioned PD, the thing that you would have after school or maybe during a professional development day, it's sort of like two major ends of the spectrum. It's like, you have that super broad, general professional development that doesn't really fit with anyone. You're kind of like, who's this for? Or then you have the super specific and you're like, wait, I don't even have this technology or this isn't even appropriate for me or what I need. And you kind of zone out. So it's like, we're looking at both ends and we were just questioning, you know, there's got to be somewhere in the middle. We really wanted to you know we really wanted to take action on this idea of accessibility and choice.
2: One of the reasons that that was top of mind is we started kind of coming up with this idea while I was pregnant with my son. And as a result, I wasn't looking to go anywhere to travel, and right. we were thinking about how many other teachers we're not going to be able to attend Great PD because they can't get on an airplane and spend a week in some random city in order to listen to Great Talks. And and
0: it shouldn't have to be like that. And sometimes you just don't want to. Sometimes you don't want to be away from your family for days on end. Uh, You want to have that convenience. And I love that you talked Mm -hmm. about having the choice of choosing a professional development that's meaningful for you. I've, I've gone to so many PDs. <laughs> I can definitely relate where I've walked away and just said, you know, that wasn't for me I'm not going to use that. Or on the mm-hmm. other hand, I've gone to ones I've loved. And then I go back to my classroom the next day and I go back to my regular routine. I yes. have all intentions of doing it. And I just don't, there's no yes. follow up. Um, you know, I have all the resources, but not the help. So Mm -hmm. virtual PD kind of offers that a little bit more than an in-person because they stay connected with you. So how does it work? How does the whole summit concept work if somebody hasn't been to one or someone is not familiar with that?
1: Yeah, so the idea of a virtual summit, we kind of want to phrase it in the way that maybe people would recognize as being like that online professional development, but just turned way up. Um, So essentially being able to have access to – a platform that allows people to visit our site and to gain that accessibility, that variety in offerings and opportunity for networking and more. So we use a program that allows for people to register in advance. And essentially they are online with us day of, or if they'd like, they can watch 24 hours afterwards or even upgrade to watch for a lifetime. And you're sort of moving through these. As we said, many options of the all of these different uh, professional development um, talks that um, you know you kind of pick and choose. You choose what you want, and you kind of leave what you don't. And we decided to spread this out over two days to really give people a chance to access as much as they wish. But from a user perspective you essentially visit our website and you you know have that registration which is free and you have the ability to log in and watch as these presenters are presenting on their area of genius and with that it really is you know you're able to attend what you wish and not what you don't and it really provides that level of accessibility like we mentioned before not having to leave your house and we're all We'll be too familiar with that right now. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yes. We had so many people last year who messaged us like during talk saying like it was I so enjoyed the talk by Amanda Murtaugh or I loved Kelly Jackson's talk and I got to watch it while I folded my laundry. Yes. <laughs> I got to watch it um while I was cooking dinner. You didn't have to interrupt your routine. Exactly. And I think that that was so valuable.
0: So how do people, is it live
1: or is it pre-recorded or both? So last year we had in August of 2019, which is our very first Total Teacher Summit, we had all pre-recorded professional talks featuring our our experts. And this year we plan to do the same. Um, Danielle and I are live throughout most of the day just to introduce these individuals and to provide that kind of you know, interaction with the audience that's watching and answer any questions that we might have and even have like further discussion, which is really helpful as well. Um, But as far as that kind of live in-person element, it's it's interesting because we're trying to
2: sort of do both, you know, at the same time. And while their talk was live, the expert was also live with us. So if someone had a question, they could ask that person directly. And that's something that I think is kind of nice that having all of the videos pre-recorded allows for. I think that one of the maybe scariest items if you are thinking like the like I I I don't want to have like a running list of stuff come coming at me while I'm trying to deliver this talk. If the video is already pre-recorded, you take that pressure off, but having the speakers available during that section, they can still You know, be present to answer questions in a format that might just be a little bit more comfortable for everyone involved. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I like that mix. It's a nice mix of, like you said, they've got their presentation pre-recorded that takes the pressure yeah. off a little bit, and but there's still that connection piece. And then one of my favorite parts about in-person conferences is that you can network with other teachers and you can, you know, talk back and forth about the ideas you're hearing. Mm-hmm. So does that piece kind of come into play with the live video where teachers can kind of talk with one another about what they're learning? Where does the community piece come in? Definitely. We completely agree about the networking piece. That's something that an
1: in-person event versus an online event, those are it's a huge difference, right? And you're kind of seeking mm-hmm. that. I know that's that's important to all of our teacherpreneurs out there. And while we do have that online chat and ability for the speaker to interact with the attendees, it's also a chance for you to make a friend or <laughs> even have that kind of side conversation. And along with that, we do also offer an exclusive Uh, private Facebook group to go along with the summit. So that's another chance for people to, again, meet a new friend and continue that conversation further, which does extend beyond the summit, you know, the two-day event.
2: And we really do believe that the people who would attend this these are people who are taking a weekend from their summer to voluntarily nerd out about teaching stuff. You you are finding your people. If you heard about this and thought this would be great, you're connecting with all the other people who feel the same way. So we want to make sure that we provide that. And when it came to planning the virtual summit, one of the things that we took really seriously was we wanted to replicate what happens at a, you know, in-person event, as much as possible. So, the point where we offered um, name tag badges for you to present. At the end, we delivered a virtual goodie bag to our attendees. We really tried to make sure it felt like you had attended a, a true event.
0: I love that. Though, I have to say, my favorite part, my real favorite part about conferences. It has to be the snacks. So (laughs) you're just going to have to send out some virtual snacks somehow or have have people bring their snacks. That's my favorite part. But I love the way you've really blended um, online learning for teachers and taking it right out of the box and talk about, uh, I'm always talking on the podcast about how just this movement of teachers showing up online to help one another is really impacting classrooms around the world in such a big way. We used to have all these wonderful ideas kind of hidden within the four walls of our classrooms and we didn't have this chance to branch out and geek out with people that are like-minded and the opportunity is so huge to change our lives as teachers and our students' lives so thank you for organizing all of that and bringing it all together making it fun again thinking outside the box and I love right down to the little details of the goodie bags can you give us before we dive into the business aspect because you know I'm dying to ask about that I've been holding back the whole time But um, can you give us a sneak peek what your next summit is going to be like? Because I know people are probably interested in getting in on it. Yeah, we're so excited to talk about it.
1: And we're so excited that your audience may be interested. The Total Teacher Summit will be happening yet again this summer, 2020. We have the weekend of July 11th and 12th. So (laughs) if you're interested in attending, you're going to have to follow us on social media to see when that registration goes live. I love it. And
0: it's totally free to go to the live event. Exactly what a great opportunity. I also like the way, by the way, that there's a buzz around the fact that it's an event. Um, I have a mini course that's called online event. And part of that is just sometimes when we have a course, we have all intentions of finishing it. um, But it sits on our digital bookshelf and collects dust because there's no start and end time. And while that seems really nice, it's nice also to have a time that's really carved out for you to learn is you have a date, July 11th and 12th, and so that's where you've got to you've got to show up and do the work. And sometimes, at least for me, that that pressure is is a good pressure. So tell us um, the back end of this because I'm dying to know the organization that goes into it, the planning that goes into it from your end. That's a ton of work to pull all of this off. But I know there are a lot of teacher business owners who are listening who are thinking. Actually, I've been really working on being a thought leader in my niche. How can I get in on the other side and being a presenter at something like a virtual summit? Um, Where should they begin? How do they begin to prepare for something like this?
2: I think that one of the maybe like limiting beliefs that a lot of people would have about this is they might be thinking to themselves, I wish I could do that, but I'm too small. To be a presenter at something like this. And we had a wide range in terms of audience when um, we ran our first song. We had some people who had thousands and thousands and thousands of followers, both on Instagram and on Teachers Pay Teachers, like huge audiences. And we had some people who are incredibly small. One of the Um, talks that we got some of the best feedback from was from my personal friend who is a licensed mental health professional. And she was not in any way trying to build a business, build an audience, anything like that. So I think that first and foremost, if you feel like this is the type of opportunity that would be a win, win, win for everyone, it would be a win for you as the person who's presenting, because you know that it works really well with that course you have to offer or whatever that product is. It would be a win for the attendees because they're going to hear something and walk away with incredible value. And it'll be a win for the host because you're going to be a pleasure to work with because we're going to give you tips for how to do that.
0: (laughs) That's so nice. So you offer support to presenters as well. Absolutely. <laughs> Can you talk about that a little bit? So what what types of support do you offer? So first and foremost, we are
1: so excited that members of your audience may even consider this because we're extremely open to considering voices mm-hmm. of, of different areas. And, you know, we say this term area of genius or your expert in this area. And that's certainly not meant to dissuade anyone who has maybe, you know, confidence, you know, they're not quite sure about how they might describe themselves. We certainly want to encourage everyone to, to really consider this, as Danielle just mentioned, that win-win-win. If you feel like that's for you, absolutely consider reaching out to us, and we'll chat about that more in a little bit. Um, in terms of how we support the featured speakers, those who join us, it is it does involve some technology in the back end. You know, as you mentioned, Alyssa, what does the back end look like? There's there's a little bit to consider here. And as far as the pre-recorded uh, talks that we have and the other resources that we encourage speakers to provide as well, there is a bit of a responsibility on the speaker to really bring that value. And we want our attendees to walk away having, as Danielle mentioned, gotten so much value. So there is that responsibility of coming to the table, knowing, you know, that being responsible for presenting on that specific topic, that area of expertise, usually using a type of technology like, you know, we can name a few, Loom, for example, where you record yourself presenting, maybe using, you know, Google Slides or whatever, you know, piece of technology you'd prefer to use. And essentially providing that kind of masterclass on, on that topic. And along with that, Providing a chance for your students, quote unquote, to extend that learning a little bit further and for this to really be an opportunity not only for you to have a great weekend, July 11th and 12th, but to also continue to move that, you know, maybe even into your classroom or the way that you educate your peers at school, your colleagues and having being, you know, being a speaker in that sense, you provide that extension opportunity in the form of maybe a mode or another uh, resource for teachers to walk away having kind of a framework. So, you know, those are kind of like the larger elements. And of course, providing that more or less live interaction in the form of a chat and interacting with those attendees as they do come up with questions. And maybe they have a few shout outs for you or compliments, right? You want to make sure that you're active in there as well. But it's certainly, um, we want to encourage anyone who's interested to absolutely consider applying and and it
0: just makes us so happy and excited. You use the word expert or zone of genius. And I think that sometimes teachers who are just starting out in the online space sometimes feel like, well, am I an expert or what makes me an expert? What, when do I qualify? Do I have to have a certain number of followers? Do I have to be established? And you're saying you just really need to be able to put together a quality presentation that people can take some value from, maybe interact with a bit. The same way we would do in a live PD. If you feel confident doing something like that, then take it online. Uh, it's one of the first things I did when I showed up online with almost no followers was to start to go onto podcasts and just sit, give my message out, and and say it over and over and over again until people said, "Oh, she is an expert on this." But there was no defining moment there. It's just doing it. And can I just say that, like, I think one of
2: the Kind of topics that goes along with that is that some people they they don't want to like be just known for this one thing because they're multi passionate and all of the other things. But I feel like if you have that topic that you feel really um, confident about and offers tremendous value, you bring that to the table and then. We can help fill in the blanks. So when it comes to the support that we give to our presenters, um, they get a presenter dashboard if they are accepted um, to be one of the speakers. And inside that dashboard, actually have different trainings about how to do various things in terms of um, putting together that presentation. I think we're all a lot more comfortable with Loom and things of that nature nowadays than we were this time a year ago, but we'll certainly be providing that again. We even Give our speakers the support in terms of like what to talk about and what to post about. We give you swipe copy. Like, we want to make sure that you're bringing the information and you're feeling like you're not in this alone. You're part of a team that's putting on this amazing weekend. So, I just want to make sure that people aren't kind of intimidated in that sense either because I think that's another kind of stumbling block that some people might kind of come up against.
0: Yes. And I think what I love about both of you is that, and people will be able to tell from this podcast, you are both friends and it's very evident that you enjoy being around each other. And when someone comes into your space, you make them feel so welcome and a part of a movement, which I think is something really special about your brand, your business, and your virtual summits. And it's why I tell all my THU crew members, if you've been getting like an influx from them, I tell them all to contact you first because when they're nervous or they're worried about if it's going to be an intimidating process, I think you girls just make the whole thing so easy. Whether they get accepted or not, I think it's a good first step for people who are really trying to dive into becoming thought leaders. So thank you for being so open.
2: Can I give them a hint of something that I think makes for a really, really good pitch? Please do. I think making sure that you demonstrate that you know who you are pitching to is really important. Uh, So we've had um, people who have pitched the podcast who have quite a resume um, that we have not had on the podcast because we didn't feel like they were aligned with our people and what they wanted to hear. Um, so just because somebody is pitching and they have had blog posts that have been published on Forbes and they've been interviewed on CNN and all the other things, that doesn't necessarily make them a good fit for being an interviewee on the podcast or being a presenter at our summit. But we've also had people on the reverse side who clearly get it. They know us. Um, and they know what we kind of stand for. I don't mean that they've listened to every episode of our podcast, that's not at all it. But the reason that we put on the title, the Total Teacher Summit, we believe in educating the entire educator. So I would think that pitches that make sure that they use the same language, we can see that they understand our philosophy, would go a whole lot further than just having a stellar resume on paper.
0: It says something so, so much about the integrity of your brand that you are looking at that, that they're aligned with your mission and aligned with your people. Uh, That just really speaks to the work that you've done and the values that your business holds. And I love that. I think it's important, it sounds like almost when you are applying for a job at a school and you do your research on their website and what kind of philosophy that school has in the same way, you're saying get to know this business and their goals and their mission and make sure that you're aligned before you send out a pitch. Can we back up a few steps and talk about, for those who don't know, what is a pitch and what does that look like and where should they send it? Do they need to prepare something fancy for you? Cover letter, resume, what goes into a pitch?
1: Yeah, so I feel like we could talk about this for quite a while, so we'll try and make it it short and sweet. But essentially, we want to hear from you about why you feel that you're a great fit and why you feel like you resonate with our audience and vice versa. And we do have a particular page for you to visit in order for you to actually complete that step and to fill out an application to join us at the Total Teacher Summit. So we will absolutely send you that link for you to post in the show notes
2: should you... I should made a bit.ly. Oh, you made a bit.ly. Yes. Tell us. <laughs> So they can go to uh, bit.ly slash TTS, so all capital, speaker with a capital S. So TTS Speaker. And that's where they'll find, it's a really short application. Um, For a reason. For (laughs) For a reason, absolutely. Um, And they don't have to um, give us a video pitch or anything else. I mean, should they want to stand out, they're more than welcome. We have had um, podcast guests who have pitched themselves in interesting ways. And got noticed and therefore gotten on the show, Um, but the um, landing page that they'll arrive at when they go to Bit.ly tts speaker is short and sweet. It's to the point. Um, So I would say make sure that make sure that you don't let the application process scare you because it isn't
0: (laughs) right. Do they have to have any prerequisites? Do they need a blog? Do they need to have an Instagram account? Do they have to have Um, something prepared already. We simply ask that you share the places
1: that you'd like for us to check you out and to potentially share with the audience moving forward. But as far as, you know, needing to have one of those things, absolutely not. We want to definitely make sure this is as accessible as possible, while also, as we mentioned a few times, right? Make sure that you stand out and you do a little bit of that background work, because it really does go a long way.
2: Yeah, so if you're sending, if you're getting in touch with us and saying, like, so this is for just English teachers, you're probably not a good fit
0: for us because I think you probably didn't do the homework. Right. Pays off. What about um, your podcast versus the summit? Is there a different process for pitching for a podcast versus pitching for a presentation? Love that question. So, again, when it comes
1: to doing your best to articulate yourself and what you're all about. I think it goes such a long way, as we've said, to really get to know who it is that you're speaking to and the audience that you're hoping to reach. So I think that it really, just like a job interview, right? Do your homework yeah. and make it as personal as possible. When it comes to the Total Teacher Summit, we want to make it as short and sweet just to really give you that chance to articulate articulate yourself in as many as few words as necessary, but powerful words. <laughs> and when it comes to the podcast, we are looking through emails and assessing who we think might be a good fit in that regard. Um, And, you know, just like the Total Teacher Summit, we do our best to meet people where they are and represent what we believe to be the whole teacher. And that's the same kind of philosophy we have in our podcast. And we just are always willing to introduce our audience and to open our eyes to other subject areas, crafts, you know, whatever that, might mean. So I know that your audience is varied but also has kind of a defining quality of being that teacherpreneur, that side hustler. It's a compliment to us when we know that people have really done their homework and and given that effort.
0: I can imagine that it is hard for you to sort through the applications for the summit to make that choice, to sort through your emails to make the choice for who could go on the podcast. I always tell the THU crew members when they are pitching to really have that specific topic already laid out so that they are painting the picture for you of how they Mm -hmm. fit in versus making you do the thinking just because you have so many to sort through. Is that true that it's a little bit easier if they come in with their topic and they've got that lined out lined up or would you rather they came in more general and let you fit them into the puzzle?
1: I think as Danielle alluded to earlier in regards to um, having sort of an understanding of how you see yourself and how you're presenting yourself and allowing us to be that support system to help you kind of connect the dots, I think that the same kind of applies for the Total Teacher Summit as it does for the podcast. Being able to articulate how it is that you'd like to show up and, and speak upon, you know, whatever topic. Maybe you're having a little bit of difficulty in regards to how exactly to make it, you know, uh, relatable to whatever audience, or maybe you want to try and infuse something, some other element there. And what I'm getting at is that we pride ourselves on the amount of support that we offer teachers in being able to be understanding and really, you know, want to represent teachers of all different backgrounds and, and experiences. So in kind of having that strong sense of self is important. Absolutely. But in regards to the support needed to maybe make those connections and, and I don't want to be known for just this one thing and I'm having a tough time kind of stepping out of that. We're here for you and we want to support you in this process because we understand it and we've seen it before.
2: And I think having a perspective is great but don't feel like you need to have the title picked out and explain to us how each of the slides is going to work and it it, it does not have to be that specific um so if you have the vision of what you think after you deliver a half an hour talk um someone who is in education but necessarily in your discipline is not necessarily in your grade level can still walk away with great ideas you 'd be a good fit um, and I will say there have been uh, that we 've worked with in the past who When we started working with them, we had kind of like one idea of what they'd present on. And then we started looking at what the lineup was going to be. And we're trying to serve the total teacher, right? So we want to make sure that there are varied talks. We want to make sure that there's a track for teacher side hustlers, but there's also classroom management and there's also technology, and that there are a bunch of things that are clearly represented and represented well. And so some people have. kind of switched their topic or shifted their topic slightly, and that's still been fine. It's just something that we kind of work through as we're looking at the in-picture. So I think when you pitch is great, and it's being a pleasure to work with, right? So you want to make sure throughout the entire process, you're being a little bit flexible, and we're being flexible too.
0: I think that that's a great point that from your end, you are looking at how you can educate the total teacher. So as presenters or speakers, we need to be flexible enough to kind of fit into that as well, but also have something to bring to the table that we feel we are really passionate about and ready to talk about. How can teachers prepare once, let's say that they were accepted and they're ready to prepare, they're going to get the support from you, but what's like the Best presentation you've seen? What are some elements of a really strong presentation? Oof. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I would say definitely what we spoke about earlier featuring someone who had kind of no audience and wasn't necessarily looking for that as sort of their intention going into the total. And not to say that that has to be your point of view, but we just found it to be interesting that that was by far visited and talked about a featured speaker that we had our licensed mental health. Panel. And it was just sort of funny. And like she's this, coming
2: back. She's coming right. back. Yeah. <laughs> By the
1: way. So I think that it was definitely because this topic was so widely encompassing across like whatever you teach, whatever your subject area, your, your grade level, it definitely was an approachable topic for all. Um, But I think that what made her so special was that I think touched on the heartstrings a little bit (laughs) and provided value that was a little bit unexpected. I think that a lot of teachers go into that professional development, kind of having a sense of, I'm going to walk away with these tools, these resources, and all of that jazz. And that's great. And that provides so much value to people. And we certainly want that. But I think that that was sort of an unexpected turn that I know I personally really enjoyed. And one of the many reasons that we're having her back and I've had her featured on the podcast multiple times. So that definitely made a difference for me personally.
0: So really making that connection and really um, kind of bringing it to the level of your audience and being willing to to show up and in, in ways that are unexpected. It's interesting that you said um, that she was the one presenter that didn't have anything to sell. My audience is oftentimes afraid of feeling salesy, but their goal in showing up for a presentation as a speaker in something like this may be not to make direct sales, but to position themselves as a thought leader in a space where people will want to continue to hear from them in order to build their business. So what are some ways that they can kind of go into this without the intention of selling, but also not be afraid to mention that they also have this business where people can buy more? Can I um, just
2: explain a little bit about what we require of our speakers actually kind of answers your question in some ways. So um, the way we had things set up last year, our presenters had to obviously give a presentation, they had to be willing to be live via chat during their scheduled talk, um, and they had to provide something to we called the all access pass bundle. So each of the speakers had to give not something that was a freebie in their TPT store, not something that was a freebie on their site that they use as their typical lead magnet. They had to give something of value that should be related to their talk in some way. And I've got to tell you that I think a number of our speakers, um, our speakers are affiliates. For the Total Teacher Summit, so any of the paid tickets that come through them, they get a percentage of that, and we're going to be doing that again this coming year. But I think that a lot of our speakers also saw a benefit from that all access bundle, all access bundle contribution because you could, if you wanted, um, put in. To that bundle contribution, a page that links to all places that they can find you, um, but it can also promote that thing in your TPT store or that course that you're trying to sell, or something like that. So while your presentation itself wasn't maybe a sales pitch because we don't want that and our audience doesn't want that, there are still ways to do that. And on the speaker pages, they also had a place to provide a freebie. So again, if a member even if it's a free ticket member of our audience watched the presentation really liked it clicked on over there Um, they can find all of the things that you have to offer.
0: Yes I like that that's content marketing in a nutshell because they're providing quality content first and then people will look to connect with who they want to continue the conversation with and you're giving opportunities for them to do that. Uh, Amazing amazing thank you for that advice and your organization the way that you kind of pour your hearts and souls into making this happen and making it beneficial for everyone involved is just so impressive. And uh, I can't wait for the summers. It'll be the highlight of my summer for sure, since I can't leave the house so far, but (laughs) I can't wait to see your lineup for the summer. I did want to mention before we go that one thing I really admire about your business is the beautiful design of everything you do is just, just looks beautiful. The graphics are beautiful. Uh, the social media posts are wonderful. So can you tell us you have a new social media product? Tell us about that a little bit and how it can help, uh, teach your business owners with their social media content.
1: Well, first of all, right back at you. So thank you for that one. (laughs) We're certainly of similar minds um, in that way. And I think that it kind of speaks to what our our current, our our second mission is as teacherpreneurs, which is to create a social media solution for teacherpreneurs, for those side hustlers. And what we mean by that is creating a solution for those that are feeling a little bit of that overwhelm when it comes to social media scheduling and planning and images and just all that goes into it. I mean, we don't have to tell you that it's... There's a lot of thought there. We know, yes. Yeah, exactly. So in in trying to find that solution, we created something called Everything Social. And the idea is that on a monthly basis, we have a package available on our TPT store, which includes kind of the three major elements that you would need to continue to make your teacher side hustle business thrive in terms of social media. And it is broken down by photos, social media captions, and email templates. So we found, you know, kind of just backing up for a moment, you know, this was born out of necessity, and as many things are, and we found, you know, in visiting stock image sites, there were so few options for teachers that felt representative of what we were experiencing way back when we were back in the classroom, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. feels like ages ago, or different experiences that we had, you know, as Individuals and in what felt like just it wasn't really represented on a lot of these websites when it comes to downloading those images or, you know, even the captions that we maybe have been see, seeing on social media and other regards. It just didn't really feel like it was related to teachers. We wanted to create something that felt teacher oriented. And that's exactly why we came up with this, um, this toolkit. And like I mentioned, it doesn't incorporate the 20 teacher oriented stock photos, if you will. It incorporates um, 20 captions, which I'll let Danielle speak on, and email templates. And, you know, we just, again, that word solution is exactly right because it truly is meant to provide that a little assist that we know all too well <laughs> is really necessary. It can be very overwhelming
0: otherwise. What a great way to take that off of of their plates. And you're so right. I've seen lots of products similar that are just not geared toward teachers. And I hear it all the time from the THU crew members. Where can we get photos that relate to teaching? But oftentimes they don't want uh, necessarily all crayons either. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We needed that, that definitely that gap needed to be filled. And because we both kind of,
2: Gravitate towards the two different aspects of social media. Um, Nicole definitely is the one who takes the lead, and she is the one who does all of the beautiful photography. And she really has the vision for that. And because I am an English teacher and writing is my jam, if I'm being perfectly honest, I would never be on a podcast again. I would just sit with my laptop and blog all day. Um, I would rather just write a million captions instead of tearing my hair out going through Unsplash for the millionth time when I know that there's nothing there that I want. So we put our heads together and said, if we have this solution where I can kind of come up with these relevant teacher-centric, kind of Mad Libs-looking templates, so that way you can customize each of those posts when you have these great images. All you have to do is personalize it so it's about Your classroom because I'm the one who has given you the templates I actually tell you do you have a product about blank promote it here and I explain how to do that so that way it doesn't look salesy it doesn't feel like pitch after pitch and I'm kind of providing you the permission to go ahead and plug that product where if you left it to yourself maybe you wouldn't Um, as Nicole had mentioned in the monthly bundle they get two email templates again um they're plug and play talk about this this thing that I came up with that's going to be relevant no matter what grade level you teach, um, no matter what's kind of uh, going on in your specific classroom. That's where you fill the blanks to make it personal. So that way it feels like it's truly from you. You insert your voice in that way, but you don't procrastinate and maybe just straight up don't email your list because you're like,
0: oh, yeah, I didn't have time for that.
2: What do I say? (laughs) Uh, I, I, I can't.
0: Yep. I am I we're totally soul sisters Danielle because I cannot I am not the photo person either I need that I need help with that and I would also prefer to write all day long so <laughs> I'm with you we'll we'll quietly geek out on our computers sounds good we'll photos for us. <laughs> perfect okay so tell the listeners where they can find you how can they connect uh after this podcast if they've loved what they've heard which I'm sure they have Yay. Well, definitely check us out on social media
1: at Everything Education, which is E-D, like education and everything. <laughs> <For those laughs> you get that, tired of saying that. <laughs> just one of those things you kind of have to clarify. I know it's tough to, for the enunciation, but yes, for everything. I pretty you, much can't
2: say the word everything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> i person anymore. <laughs> the best is that my phone autocorrects everything to everything now. So I'm yeah. texting. Who knows what? I you know. It's, it's very funny. Um, but yes, definitely check us out on social media at Everything Education, and there you can find the link to our website, which contains everything, uh-huh. and also
0: our TPC store as well, which can be found, linked in our bio. That's perfect. Thank you so much, <laughs> girls, for being on the podcast, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon, and I cannot wait for that summit, which I will put all the details and all the links in the show notes so everyone has a way to connect with you, whether they want to attend the summit or they're hoping to present and apply, and so they can connect with you there. So thank you so much.
1: Alyssa, this has been awesome. Best of luck with everything. We'll be thinking. Oh, thank you. (laughs)
0: Thank you. If you are listening to this podcast, I know you are a creative educator who is wanting to start their business online. Maybe you have started your business, but you can't gain any traction because as soon as you take one step forward, there are a million more things you're supposed to be doing like blogging or podcasting, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Maybe you've heard all the marketing podcasts, but there's so much conflicting information. You just want the roadmap to success. I know sometimes it feels like the big name marketing experts don't understand our lives as teachers. You might be worried you're going to spend all your time and money on creating your online business, or maybe you already have spent tons of time and money and no one is going to show up to buy the thing you have to offer. And you're worried about how you're going to stand out among the rest. If you don't want a degree, in marketing, but you want to inspire other teachers and you want to stand out among the rest and create a voice and share your thoughts and ideas and bring in some money, but it all feels a little overwhelming. I have good news for you. You are exactly where you need to be. You have everything you need to share your passion and to make some serious cash in the process. I want to introduce my signature training for creative teachers like you. Teacher Hustle University, and you can get your hands on my step-by-step guide to designing an online business with a strategic, purposeful marketing plan. The Teacher Hustle University Framework is your chance to build that solid foundation in marketing for your online business, to make a difference in classrooms around the world, to generate a steady monthly income, and to put it all on autopilot so you can enjoy life's moments. I teach you all of the pieces of the framework for Teacher Hustle University inside my free masterclass, which you can find at alissamcdonald.com masterclass.